Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm good, Connor. More like Smoothie Sundays, am I right? <laughs> Why are you giving away all of our secrets? Just, I, I feel it's important to know because surely fucking like uh, the X-Men movie will be announced tomorrow no yeah, in our luck that, that we all whenever we record early we said it last week as well we've we decided a new thing that we might start recording a day earlier and I feel like we do this with such like pessimism that we will be caught out yeah and then we're automatically a week behind everyone hates the podcast we have to mm. stop doing this and we die destitute uh, and that was going to happen anyway but now we have to die with a bad podcast that's true. Again. But look, again, again. But look, it's Mother's Day as well. Yeah. So happy birthday to all the mothers out there. I'm not sure how Mother's Day works. Uh, Do you think they were all born on the same day? Yeah, all all mums are friends, aren't they? Oh, oh Lord. Okay. And all teachers live in the school. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so this week um, is a pretty big week because on Thursday we have the Snyder Cut being released Indeed. and on Friday um, Falcon and Winter Soldier gets released on Disney Plus. So what this week has, from my point of view, assembling this news, it was just a lot of like, a lot of teasers, a lot of like pumping up the stuff because it's coming Building out so you've got to promote it. Yeah, and look, you you made a promise to me last week. And I think and the mm. week before and the week before that. that And the month before. Was, and the week before and the, the year yeah. before that that was the last time we would ever talk about Zack Snyder news. Yes. And, yes. and I've stuck to that ever <laughs> since. That's true. He's a man of his word. He's a man <laughs> of his word. You never go to that. I would never go back on my word, Sean. What I said was we will never talk about Zack Schneider news. Now, Zack Schneider's a different man. You, did, you misheard me when I said that. 
my famous selective deafness has <laughs> struck again. So, but what we're starting with this week, Sean, is not uh, Zack Snooder, or Zack Snyder, or any of the Snooder family. We are starting with The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They've released a featurette kind of thing, and also two brand new clips ahead of the Disney Plus debut. Um, it's just two small clips, but I felt like it was important to talk about because it kind of gives us a bit of a taster of what the series is going to be. Yeah, and what struck me about this is, if you remember when, I think when we were talking about when like the WandaVision teaser and things came out, um, most of our excitement about the show was kind of devoted towards, I have no idea what this is going to be like. Whereas in this one, I'm like, holy shit, this cast has really good chemistry with each other. I want to see them interact more. And we've seen like a lot of them already, so we... Yeah, I think that's a very good example, just that we're kind of being dropped into this halfway through, so we already kind of know the basis of the friendship, we kind of already know where everyone stands, like even Zemo the villain, we know where he stands, we've seen him before, whereas at WandaVision it was all kind of brand new, Um, and I think that kind of gives us an advantage on that, because Winter Soldier's already happened, and everyone loves Winter Soldier, and I think if this sticks along that same thought process... This could be a really, really good series because you already have the inbuilt audience already there. Yeah, and like, especially following on from Winter Soldier and Civil War as well. Um, like, I'm really excited that I think we're going to see like the fallout from everything that happened in Sokovia with this, because right. like Zemo's whole thing is that his family was killed when Ultron uh, smashed Sokovia into the Earth. And then that's bit kind harsh of, the, of Ultron. Bit harsh, bit of a shit move, James Spader, which is magnificent. Shit house move, if you ask me. But like, we just—it just kind of said that it happened, and we never see like, oh hey, here's all these hundreds of thousands of displaced people who now mm. don't have a country anymore. Yeah. So I, I think I'd love to if this series went a bit more into like, oh no, here are the consequences of the Avengers fucking around with things. And, yeah. and I, I, I quite like, we all, I, well, I'm going to say we all here, but I really just mean me. I love when a villain makes sense, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. And yeah. so when Zemo's like, I hate the people that did this, you're kind of like, you know what? He, in a weird way, even if it's a fucked up plan and he's gone way too far, if you can see the, the fundamentals of where he's going, when he goes down that path, you're kind of like a lot more sympathetic to what he's doing. Exactly, like like, and Daniel Brühl is like really good at conveying that because mm. you get the sense that like he doesn't care if there's you know superheroes, but they can't be allowed to just act independently because people mm. will die in that case. Like now, now, we are going a long way off what the two clips are. The two clips are yeah. just Sam and Bucky arguing, and you see them in the play, and it's kind of a bit of a more of expansion of that bit where it's like, "What's the plan?" Or oh, there's no plan. Um, the first of the clips, I think, is probably the better one. That is Sam and Bucky arguing about the big tree. The big tree, and like the three threats that can ever happen in the MCU, and it's, it's androids, aliens, and wizards. Yeah, and the contention of is Doctor Strange a wizard? <laughs> and and then you, I like Bucky being like, I've read The Hobbit. 
I read it in 1937 when it came out. Okay, well, I'm an original nerd. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those people. But um, I, what do you think of the chemistry, even just in these short clips? Is this what you were expecting, watching this show? I think it's more than I was expecting, because I thought this would just be... Um, kind of you know gruff army dudes being snarky to each other mm. um but it looks much more like Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs and Sh- like a Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> but it's, it's it seems much more like uh Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie conversations that they have offset but filmed yeah oh no absolutely and even like in the feature that they released um, I think it's Sebastian Stan is like he's like a fly at your house and he just kind of won't go <laughs> away and he's just buzzing around you and if you've ever seen Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan on the press tour like they are very much just taking the piss out of each other and I think you once you have that chemistry in real life it's so easy for them to just transfer it over to this series and make it immediately better yeah and it like I think the fact that they have like they have very good chemistry but they also the characters at the start at least don't really get on so they're they're like these very two very independent characters that now have to work together probably because of a promise they made to steve rogers yeah they're Um, both like the two side best friends that the main best friend doesn't come to the party and now they're just left hanging out with each other but they don't really know each other yeah they don't know if they like each other but they're just like i i mean I get on with your friend, so we should get on. It's it's like his friend friend from work at his birthday party and his friend from when he was a kid both meet up and he's still friends of both of them, but they meet up and they have nothing in common other than this one man that they both know. <laughs> yeah, it's this weird link that connects them. Um The other um The other clip want- was um the jumping out of the plane and Sebastian yeah. Stan just give it out. Yeah, and I love that Sebastian Stan is I hope they lean into the fact that he's 120 years old or whatever he is. <laughs> he's just too old for this shit. He's just a grumpy old man. He's been through so many wars. <laughs> and he has no arm. He's just so sad. That's one thing I love as well. There's one clip where uh, uh, Falcon is just like, why didn't you use the metal arm? And Bucky just says, I'm, I'm right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, these two clips, I mean, this show is coming out on Friday and I'm very much looking forward to it. Do you see this being better or worse than One Division? No, no spoilers for One Division. No spoilers for One Division. I don't think it's going to have the week on week hype that One Division had because Mm. One Division was so out there that people literally were, you know, there were theories out the arse of what could happen. I do think this is a much more grounded show. Um, but I think like any twists or cliffhangers or reveals, it'll be like um, watching you know a crime drama or something like that. It'll be that kind of reveal rather than oh this shakes the entire Marvel universe forever kind of deal. Actually, I might slightly disagree. I think it will be a slow burner, and I think the first two or three episodes. And from what we've heard, they've done that like they've released the first episode to specific audiences, and people have been saying it's kind of slow. Mm. But I think it'll start off quite slow, maybe first episode, second episode. It won't have the big bang of Division, But I think over time it might have a bigger impact than just... I think the conclusion of this could be absolutely mental. Like, they could go anywhere with it. Like, oh, it'll start so theories. slow. 
Oh, you have big theories. Do you do you want to share any of the theories? Because right now we will hold you to them forever. Okay, but okay, but if this pays off, I yeah. I need I need to get something for it. Okay, hmm. Okay, what should we give him? Um, I'll give you friendship. Oh yes, deal. <laughs> a hero's for hiring bugs from our store. <laughs> I think they're gonna bring the Inhumans in. What? Why? What gives you that impression? And not the Inhumans that live on the moon, okay? So yeah, I, oh sorry, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the so after Falcon Winter Soldier, one of the upcoming Marvel series would be Ms. Marvel, uh, mm. featuring Kamala Khan, who is in the Marvel comic universe an Inhuman. Um, I think that and and the way you get Inhuman powers is through Terrigen Mist, which comes from Terrigen crystals. So right. I think Zemo's whole plan, and you'll like this, Connor, it's Go on. a syndrome in the Incredibles situation. F- okay, you're, I'm in. Sorry, I don't even want to hear the rest <laughs> of it. I'm already in. <laughs> because there's no more super soldier serum, right? That's gone. Yeah. And presumably, you know, it's like Steve Rogers' blood. You can't get it from that anymore because he's fucking dead. Um, <laughs> Dickhead. Selfish. Selfish. Yes, me, a uh, But I think... Shield or sword or whoever it is will have somebody's Terrigen crystal somewhere. Zemo and his little gang that he has meet up and go to steal the crystals. Because if everyone's a superhero, nobody is. If everyone's special, then nobody's special. And I think that's it. And I think in this Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're going to be fighting and with each other. And so at the start, they're going to lose. And so a bunch of people are going to get exposed to that mist. Kamala Khan being one of them. Oh. And then okay. they team up. They've resolved their differences and they beat Zemo. But now there's all these inhumans everywhere. Holy shit. That, you know what? That seems pretty logical. I, I really like that. that I, oh my it, God. Because the Inhumans so, TV series is pretty much non-canon now. Yeah. I think all the stuff with Inhumans that happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was quite good from what I've heard, like that would still count. So you could pull in from the TV show and you'd have all these new Inhumans to deal with. Okay, somebody write this down because if this comes true, Sean, you're going to look way smarter than you normally do on this show. I know, it'll be a, a one... <laughs> what, how long have we been doing this? Three years? It'll be a one in three year occurrence. <laughs> it's every, then in another three... By 2024, you're going to pop up with some fucking serious prediction. Oh, let me tell you about Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, that is the two featurettes, or the f- two clips and the featurette for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Very excited about that coming out on Friday. We'll pr- we will be putting up, um, are we doing an episode-by-episode episode review on the, on the Patreon, or are we doing a full series review? We could do a quick review, like a thing of every episode, and then maybe a wrap-up at the end. I think that could be a good. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll stick that up. We, we're going to do our one division one as well. That we're going to do a, a wrap up of everything to do with that. Yeah, and, and all our thoughts and where we think it might go in the future. But I think mm. Falcon Winter Soldier, especially if it's kind of a slow burn, could be fun to just chat and speculate on that week on week. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to move on, Sean, to another piece of movie news that I think would be better suited in the Weird News Wednesday section of this show because I have Elizabeth Banks will direct drug-fueled thriller Cocaine Bear for Universal Pictures. Is this in the dark universe? (laughs) 
<laughs> Frankenstein, Russell Crowe, and now <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Right, and do I dare ask the premise of Cocaine Bear? So, Cocaine Bear um, is a bear-centric thriller, Sean, <laughs> right? Yeah, no and more. <laughs> it will be... Let, what have I told you, right, though, that Elizabeth Banks will be directing it? It's about a cocaine bear, but it's going to be produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. What the fuck? Yes. Is this... Okay, so we did have a story on Weird News where there was a bear, I think it was in France, um, who stole cocaine from drug dealers or something like that. Uh, like a few bags of cocaine. And we said, oh, the bear was an addict and it was a sad story and all this. Is this anything related to anything that's ever happened? Or is it a what if a bear took cocaine story? It's based off real life. Sean, yes. it's based okay. off real life. So one of our patrons, Roisin, actually sent this to me, uh, or sent this to the to the page on Twitter as well, just to give Roisin a shout out. But Cocaine Bear is an untitled spec written by Jimmy Warden. It is inspired by true events that took place in Kentucky in 1985, when a 175 pound black bear had consumed the contents of a duffel bag dropped from a drug smuggler's airplane containing around 70 pounds of cocaine. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. <laughs> so the bear took 70 pounds of cocaine and then went on a rampage. <laughs> Just around Kentucky in the late yeah. 70s. Yeah, in the late, no, in the late 80s, 1985. Late 85, sorry, the mid 80s. The mid 80s. Right. Yeah. But how much of a story can you tell about... Because who's the hero in this story? I was just about to ask you, who's the protagonist? Is the antagonist drugs? Is this an anti-drug film? No, it's pro-drug. Because he's absolutely... He's just... He's the worst crack ever before the cocaine. After cocaine. He wants to do everything. He wants to do all of his hobbies at once. Unless it's like... Okay. So thinking about how you could do it, you could do it that it's like... You're out in the woods, and as we all know, with a black bear, that's the one where you fight back, and mm. you try to make a, a, a move against the bear to atta- attack him, uppercut him, straight uppercut yeah, stri- to the bear. Strike to the kneecap, strike to the kneecap, uppercut, uppercut, roundhouse. Oh, he unsteadies him first, that's, that's <laughs> evil. Um, but, it's not my first rodeo shot. But imagine, like, it's, it's set in the woods. In Kentucky, I don't know if there's woods in Kentucky, but probably the, you're you're just in the woods, and there's a bear, and you fight, you like make a load of noise to scare him off, and it works the first time. Then he takes a load of cocaine, and suddenly he's on an unstoppable rampage, chasing you through, <laughs> like the Grey with Liam Neeson, yeah. but it's a bear on cocaine. <laughs> I want Liam Neeson to be the lead actor in this. And he sees the bear and he just rolls his eyes like, for fuck's sake, not again. again. Starts taping a knife to his hand. The the dude who wrote this, who's writing this, by the way, he was a production assistant on 21 Jump Street. No way! That makes sense. Is there going to be a scene where this bear is over the toilet trying to throw up so that he doesn't get caught with drugs? (laughs) Has to be. Has to be there somewhere. (laughs) This movie is meant to be a thriller as well, so... 
Who's, once again, I'm assuming we follow just some humans who just randomly wander into the woods. Yeah, there's going to be, I think, like, a bear activist who doesn't want to kill the bear. And there's going to be, like, the sheriff who's like... And a drug activist. And a drug activist. Who also doesn't want to kill the bear. Because he's full of drugs. And imagine drugged up bear meat. Don't waste the drugs, man. At least wait till he comes down from the high. I... I'm going to like look into this because that's a wild story that it happened. The um I do think this movie's either going to be amazing or terrible though. I don't think it's going to be grand. I think it's either going to be absolute dog shit or Oscar worthy. I see here's the thing. I would normally say dog shit, right? Just straight yeah. up cocaine bear. It seems like a very low budget movie. Who cares? Elizabeth Banks directing it, Lord and Miller producing it is giving me weird vibes of are they going for this? Are they going to make it good? I hope they do, because as we've always said, any story can work once you make it work. Like, put the time mm. and effort into it. I don't um, know if this will work. What about Robbie Williams as a CGI monkey? <laughs> I have decided that's not going to work. Um, okay. I'd also just like to give a shout-out to uh, Michelle Debkazak of mentalfloss.com, who wrote an article about this entitled Pablo Escobar. <laughs> when she wrote that she fist pumped oh went we're gonna fucking take lunch boys I'm gone for the day lads I am taking a long weekend it was like myself. it was 9.07am she just stood up from the desk fuck all y'all I'm going home there's no need the um okay can I just give a quick summary of the story of the bear go for it right okay so the, there was a kingpin of a drug smuggling ring, right? And I think what the the goal was is that the the money, f- the cocaine fell out of the plane, uh, out of a plane. The bear got it, um, and then they were hoping that the bear, like the the drug smuggling ring, would do an exchange. Would, <laughs> look, no harm, man. Just leave it on the bench and walk away. I think they were saying like, okay, we'll look at where the bear goes. And hopefully, like, if the drug smuggling comes back to look for the cocaine, we'll find them. So it's this weird case of you're kind of in, like, you're in collaboration with a drugged up bear to catch <laughs> Which is the dealers. worst collaborator. A collaborator you can't trust, Sean. No, it, look, he's a wild card. I'm not sure I'm glad he's in our deck. <laughs> no. <laughs> like can we trust cocaine johnny i think we'll get through to cocaine johnny faster than cocaine bear yeah i feel cocaine johnny can be reasoned with (laughs) you can give him more cocaine but the bear doesn't know what the fuck is happening no the bear doesn't know what he wants right now he just wants asleep but also to run very fast You couldn't catch a bear, no matter how. If a cocaine took, or if a cocaine took a bear, if a bear took cocaine, the that bear is unstoppable for a, I would say a period of about half an hour to an hour. It's like I'm imagining, you know, the end of Logan, where he takes the drug and runs into the forest. <laughs> That's what the bear is. That's what the bear's up to. <laughs> so I think the question becomes: How does Elizabeth Banks or Lorna Miller? How do any of them turn this around into a movie we we want to see? Yeah, and playing it straight as well. Like it doesn't sound like a comedy thriller. It no. sounds like a, an actual, like honest to god thriller. Um, which I think you lean into the fact that that's a terrifying concept of a bear on cocaine chasing you. 
you don't see that many movies where like the bear is the villain so there's like a, a group of people stuck in the woods and the bear is what is the one taking them out yeah the one i know like the revenant obviously okay well yeah yeah, but, but that, that, I think that's, that's the only the one. <laughs> Leo took that and said, we're copywriting that. Nobody yeah. else gets to crawl inside a bear. Do you think they'll still use they'll use the Revenant bear technology that they have? Because that was yeah. a good-looking bear. I think if they don't cast Leo in this, I think they're missing out as well. Leo and Liam Neeson have to be the two leads, and they're just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. What if Cocaine Bear is somehow like an Oscar nom? Wouldn't that be wild? Like, it's like the Jojo Rabbit. Like, no one expected yeah. it, but it's there. I, oh, you know what? I think it could work. I think I would give this Oscars if this was so good, or so bad that it was good. It's such a mad story that if you can make it any sort of way good, I think you deserve some award. It, yeah, because it's, it's way harder to make this good than it is like, oh, it's a story about a war. Like, war is interesting and, no, like, you know, war is like, there's complex things you can go through. This is just a bear on cocaine and you have to And how do you war. get into the psychology of the bear? How do we yeah. know what he's thinking? He's just on cocaine. He's just on cocaine. No one's ever studied a bear on cocaine. Well, probably during this event, they studied a bear on cocaine. You introduce, like, a bear family and he goes home and his, his wife is there like, were you on the cocaine again? He's like, no, I'm not on the cocaine again. We're trying to look after my son all day and you were gone doing cocaine. Cocaine, bring in a bit of emotional element in. Yeah, I think so. And then, what if it's... I have it. The Joker. I was, well, <laughs> For bits. Similar to what I was thinking. Go on. It's a gritty live-action reboot of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. <laughs> but it's a crack den. And Goldilocks turns up like, this bed is fairly shit. Oh, wait, no. Oh, it just has a load of cocaine underneath it. Oh, oh that's just syringes. Oh. Fuck, that was uncomfortable. Well, this is just right. <laughs> Every bed seems more and more comfy the more syringes she lies on. Yeah. It's like, ooh, this, is, this one feels like I'm floating. <laughs> this porridge is powdery. This is weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's a ludicrous idea. I really hope it works. I, I think we will keep you updated on Cocaine Bear the movie because I feel like this is a movie that's right up our street and it has Lord and Miller, has Elizabeth Banks, it has a Cocaine Bear. What more do you need? What's not to love? What's not to What's instantly... not to love? I, I will option that film for $200 million right now. <laughs> Two? Oh, just whoever will have it. Just me. Just in my own house. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Are you busy? James Cameron, stop making Avatar sequels. Make a bear movie. No, no, just stop making Avatar sequels. <laughs> We're not even going to give him the bear thing. Just, just stop. stop. Here's $200 million. Stop. Um, okay, Sean, we're going to move on from the bear to... Uh, um, I'm going to say rumour. And I don't want you to get your hopes up because this is a Star Wars rumour about something oh I think is pretty big. God. But... I could only find this rumour on one website. Okay, so when... So, when, I would when say, journalists more say get multi- Yeah, when journalists say get multiple sources, you mm. you hear, oh, that would be nice. I just think, I read it and I thought, oh, that might be really cool. But then I couldn't confirm it on multiple sources. So, you let me know. I'm going to tell you what it says and you let me know how you feel about it. Because the news is, Luke Skywalker series being planned for Disney+. Plus. My God. God, mm. interesting. Now you realise why I threw it in. <laughs> interesting. Okay, 
I th- okay, I, I'm trying to decide whether it's a good or a bad idea. I think it might work if it's real. And let's just go for the sake of a discussion, we'll say that this is happening. Yeah, let's just for for the fact of just the news report itself, it is a rumor, that's why I wanted to stress this. It's hearsay, it's someone could have just made this up, it's the internet, but there's rumblings that there's a Luke Skywalker series being planned, and I felt like I could bring that news to you, and even if it is a rumour, we can kind of divulge to see if that's a good or a bad idea. Exactly, and I'm just going to put a statement out there. If if, if anyone hasn't seen the end of Mandalorian Season 2, mm-hmm. maybe I might spoil some of it, but also, it's been out a while. Connor, I think you've not seen it, but do you care? Oh, I've seen it. I know, oh, what, I know what you're talking about. Oh, grand, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Okay, I don't think they should do a weird CGI de-aged Luke Skywalker. No Mark Hamill. No, I, th- hmm. I think. But if you don't do Mark Hamill, who do you do it with? Sebastian Stan. <sighs> Fuck, you're dead right. <laughs> you're dead right. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Because they are the same. They're, they're the, the same, same person. Face. They're the exact same face. Someone deep faked uh, Sebastian Stan onto Luke Skywalker, and it just looks like Luke Skywalker. Interesting. Uh, um, also, this is said that it would be set sometime following the events of Return of the Jedi. So okay, so like setting up the Jedi Academy and everything like that. Yeah, so it's it's about the time, maybe, when was um, The Force Awakens set? 20 years later? 30 yeah, years later? Yeah, 20, I think. 20 years later. So in that regard, then it's probably maybe year five of that. So is is Ben going to be there? Is he involved in the school? Do you put a young Ben in with Luke? Yeah, a young a young Adam Driver. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, no, I still cast Adam Driver, though. <laughs> see, it's weird, because we know some stuff about what happens in that time, mm. and none of it's go- good. Like no, we, we, th- we only see the bad stuff. That's the thing. So we know, ultimately, where Luke Skywalker ends up. But they could... Okay, this is a much bigger question, but there is things online saying, and and it's not out of character for Star Wars and Disney and all that, that they could write some trilogies of movies off as being not canon anymore. Just it's just a side that we didn't want to. We were just joking. It was like a we laugh. were just. It was a laugh. We I know it took ten years, but we were laughing. Oh, you were not in on that? Oh, that is embarrassing. That was actually a prank, bro. Oh, oh, we should have told you. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, if you... Because it it would be an interesting story to see, like, hey, here's a new Jedi Academy taught by Luke Skywalker. Um, Mm. And he's going around looking for Force-sensitive people. Could could have Baby Yoda in there. You know, he... (sighs) Then you have a marketing opportunity. You're just throwing Baby Yoda in there for the posters, aren't you? Yeah, because that's how you get people to watch and buy things. I like how in your... The last few years have been so fucked in Star Wars, in our brains, that your brain went, yeah, let's put Baby Yoda on the poster instead of let's put Luke Skywalker on the poster that'll get people in. Yeah, which one will sell a pop vinyl? Come on, Connor. (laughs) You're goddamn right, and that's the worst thing. (laughs) <laughs> like it's it, it's just another side to that universe that um 
that they're kind of opening up at the minute with like they had the Mandalorian and now they're doing like the Ahsoka Tana stuff they're doing Rogue Squadron um, they're doing a whole bunch of like same time period but like different sides of the galaxy and setting up mm. after the Empire fell kind of deal so I get that and it makes sense to have oh here's the Jedi side of that Um I think if anything, we would probably find out about it at like the season finale of the Ahsoka Tano uh, series. And would you be more interested in a Luke Skywalker series than the Obi Wan series that we know is happening? Oh, I want the Obi Wan series. Yeah, I, see, that's, that's the only one. Connor, that's the only one I've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Star Wars. I love you and McGregor. He just he's so cool. Um, I'm. It, it is a bit like that. That like, yeah, Luke Skywalker as a series wouldn't be my first choice. Um, I think because we know how he ends up, and we know also that Mark Hamill doesn't like the Luke Skywalker that we saw in the most recent trilogy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so like, just having him be that character again, it'd be like, oh, I know this man is miserable as he's doing it. So, I think the main question becomes, do you want this rumour to be true, or would you prefer if they left it alone? I think I think it could be interesting, but I do think they should leave it alone, because I think this is a case where you please no one. Like, mm. the, the diehard Because no matter what you do, no matter what you do, is someone's going to complain about, that's not what Luke would have done, or why did he do that decision that made him angry later on? Exactly, yeah. And, like, there's, um, there's the very loud proponents that like uh really hate the sequel trilogy and if you just if yeah. you have it as the same luke skywalker and building up to that same story what you're doing as disney is reaffirming that everything in that sequel trilogy is the definitive version of that character but would you not like to see him like just chop down a few younglings like i want to see his downfall like i just it, i want to like see like go some, mad. yeah yeah, I, I want to see him, like, at the point where he's like, ah, nah, fuck this. <laughs> I fucking hate this. I think I'd be more interested then in, like, um, like a Darth Vader series, because he'll kill whoever. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no, you're right too. And what we are it, seeing him in the Obi-Wan series, apparently. Um, you're also seeing Darth Maul, I think, in the Obi-Wan series for a little that's, bit as well. That's the series to watch then. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the series to watch. I think Luke Skywalker is a very interesting thing in that like, he's the biggest character. He's the main character of Star Wars, really. But him getting his own series, people are kind of like, not really. But maybe that's just us. Maybe a lot of people disagree and they want to see more of Luke. But I feel like I've seen a lot of Luke and i actually seen his most interesting parts already. <laughs> Yeah, I think we saw his most interesting parts in, like, the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if they do bring them back, you're saying, do not de-age Mark Hamill, bring in Sebastian Stan. Bring in Sebastian Stan or a man who looks similar to Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill. Find a man on the street and just drag him in and bring him in and make him Luke Skywalker. Just force him to do it, yeah. Shanghai force him in. to do it? Yeah. But, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh indeed very good very so good. yeah the, that is that is the the newest rumour coming out about Star Wars we'll keep you updated it might be nothing and it probably will be nothing um, but to be honest with you as long as they're doing the Obi-Wan series I don't really care what they're don't doing give a shit. just 
just give us Obi Wan. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you let, let I'll let you have Mr. Luna. He can go off and do whatever show you want him to do. But yeah, just give me Obi Wan Andor and shit. That's fine. But give me you and McGregor just fucking eating sand for ten years. <laughs> Eating sand. I want them full of sand. Just, and he has sand everywhere. He can't get it out. It's rough and coarse. Oh yeah, my God. it's just everywhere. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is another thing that I know you love: mm. biopics, musical biopics. So, Sean, a few weeks ago, we discussed one of the best musical. <laughs> Sorry, rubbing his eyes. <laughs> one of the best musical biopics is um, Robbie Williams. And he's going to be doing his own biopic that is going to be rival Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. Like, they're not even going to look any way decent following this greatness that we're going to get. Yeah, continue. But now I have a new, a new musical biopic from director Kenneth Branagh, Sean, who, oh, I've piqued his interest. Director because of Thor? Thor, indeed. <laughs> um, so I think, what do you think of a biopic about the Bee Gees? <laughs> Interesting. Yes. It's. I mean, it's definitely called Staying Alive, right? Oh, it has to be called Staying Alive. It's. I guess that could work. I don't know that I've heard much story or drama about the Bee Gees. Now, maybe that's no. Just me. I. I mean. I think everyone knows of the Bee Gees, but I don't know if I've heard, oh man, there's some serious drama behind the scenes of the Bee Gees. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a hundred euro if you can name all of the Gib brothers who comprise um, the Bee Gees. <laughs> okay, um, uh, Jim, is one of them called Jim? No, you're thinking of the course. <laughs> <laughs> Barry? Yeah, Barry That's called Barry, yes. <laughs> Frank? No. I had a one in a six million chance there. What was the other two? Uh, it's Barry, Robin, and Morris Gibb. Oh, never would have gone either of the last two. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we are having lots of musical biopics, and we always come to this one question Should the Bee Gees get it before somebody else? But I feel like they definitely should get it before a certain man and a CGI monkey. Uh, de- definitely, the Bee Gees definitely, I think, have more. Uh, what what's the word for it? Like, um, it's it's lineage is what I'm trying to like that kind mm. of um, prestige legacy. They more, legacy. They're more of a legacy, I think, than Robbie Williams has. Mm. Um, I do think again, it's kind of a weird one to do a biopic on. Um, <laughs> His voice goes high. <laughs> it's kind of weird one, no, isn't it? We're only like th- to put it in perspective. Like, there's an I think there's an Elvis Presley biopic that's only just now in the works, and yeah. I would say Elvis is dramatically bigger than the Bee Gees. Look, we're not slagging the Bee Gees by doing this, but I think that is a good point to make. That I feel like they should just start at like the number one musical artist of the two thousands. And just work their way down the list. But they just seem to be like just throwing a dart at like the top 500 and just picking whichever one it lands on. Yeah, what they do is that like they get a copy of Now That's What I Call Music from whatever year. And it's just like picking a horse in the Grand National. You just get a pin and just... 
Oh, it's Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> we guess we got to do a biopic on Franz. <laughs> and people are going to be very confused. Like, I, 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 I'm fascinated by what's the thought process that goes into, like, approving these projects. Because mm. I maintain the Robbie Williams ones should never have gotten approved. Like, that's uh, yeah, absolute I suppo- madness. But he, I think he's funding himself. Like, the Bee Gees have sold over 120 million records worldwide, Sean. And they have too many hit songs to list, says this article. <laughs> so, I think um, they will have lots of good music. And I think it's going to be fun. But it's the 70s or the 60s. So, I think it's just going to be a lot of drugs. And then they're going to fall apart. And then they're going to realise they're stronger together with the band. And then they're going to come back. Yeah, and one, one of them is going to get too big for their boots. That's a common thing mm. that happens. But then they realise, oh, it's about family is what music is. Exactly, exactly. Um, do you think Bohemian Rhapsody is to blame for all of these biopics? I think so. Because, like, Bohemian Rhapsody is fine. It's not great. It cleaned up at the Oscars. That's the thing. It's um, got so many accolades. And mm. Rocketman, to an extent, did the same. I think um, Rocketman is much, much better. It's a much better movie. It's an yes. absolutely a better movie. It just came a year after, and Bohemian Absolute Rhapsody stole, and Robbie Malek won the Oscar, and they cleaned up, and they made like a, nearly a billion dollars doing Bohemian Rhapsody, and then Rocketman was kind of seen as, oh yeah, that's just another one. So, and, yeah. But Taron Egerton, I think, is better in Rocketman than Rami Malek. And Rami Malek is pretty good in, in Bohemian Rhapsody, but I think that movie is a much less movie. A lesser movie, anyway. It, it's a very, it, yeah, it's a very, like, surface-level biopic as well. It doesn't mm. really go into a whole lot of the shit that went on. Um, I do think that, like, because we've been global bastarded for the last 12 months, what I think is happening is a lot of, like, directors and screenwriters are, like, listening to a lot of their old music and looking into the history of the bands and being like, oh, there's a story here somewhere. And they're just giving it a go. Mm. I, I think that the, the, like, because people have more time to look into these things, that's why they're being made. Um, off the back of very successful and well-performing biopics done in the last two years. What um, what musician or band do you want the biop- a biopic of? Fallout Boy. <laughs> that, is, that is so perfectly like you grew up in 2005 <laughs> you're yeah. just like yeah no biopic of Fallout Boy yeah that's the, the exactly coolest and greatest band of all time yeah yeah no I, I wouldn't disagree with you I wouldn't Fail- disagree with you failing that Green Day I'd take a Paramore one I would take a Paramore one if I, they wanted to there's drama in the Paramore one <laughs> there's a bit of drama you get loads of drama in the Paramore there's no drama in Fallout Boy no what are they, all friends or something? Gross. I want what a McFly. Give me a McFly biopic. And then you have a busted biopic. Oh and shit. Then the trilogy. The trilogy universes. comes together. <laughs> the McBusted biopic. <laughs> I just think that, I like how we just selected some of the worst choices for biopics. Oh, <laughs> back yeah. to back to back. But like, what can you do? I think... It's a case of someone grows up in a certain area and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to do a biopic on them. But as we said, I think there should be a, a list of biggest... I think Elvis... Johnny Cash has, has gotten one. Yeah. Um, Queen got one. I, I agree with the Queen one. They're pretty big. Elton John, he's like the right level of massive. 
I think that there's a lot more stars that are along that level before you get to Robbie Williams and the Bee Gees. Y- yeah, there's like there's a whole other class of uh, performer that that exists in there. Um, is there a Bob Dylan biopic? Oh God, I don't know. I don't um, know. Bob. <laughs> if not, someone's going to make one eventually. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is going to play him. Boom! <laughs> Timmy's in! In a James Mangold directed biopic. Yeah, fuck, I'm kind of interested. That's, that's quite good, actually. There's so many of these biopics lined up for the next five years that I think they're going to cover all of music. Yeah, there's definitely a boy one in the works. And it's going to be oh, yeah, the boy one is. Yeah, the boy one is in the works. Yeah, they're already working on that. Right, this is going to be a weird couple of years for, like... Movie releases. It's literally because of Bohemian Rhapsody. That like that came out in 2018. So 2021, this is like, you see the success, then you have the year of the global bastard. Like last year, all these projects were kind of being greenlit. Because everyone was kind of mm. like, Jesus, Rocket Man on Bohemian Rhapsody, they made 800 million. Every studio was like, who do we know that does music? Does anyone know any musicians? We'll do a biopic on them. Yeah, like that's the new, th- that's the new superhero movie, is the biopic. Yeah. Um, look, what can we do? We'll keep you updated, but the Bee Gees are getting one, and it's got to be called Staying Alive, because if it's not, they're missing out completely. It's called um, Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we fucked up, boss. We, oh, you are going to be mad at us. <laughs> um, so, we're moving on to Sean Eitings and piece of news that you're going to love. Now, we discussed a little bit about the earlier on. We, it was a name mm. drop, but I have the news that there's going to be more. Hobbs and Shaw sequels and multiple Fast and Furious spin-offs are coming, confirms producer. <laughs> right, okay, so the... Did, didn't Hobbs and Shaw perform, like, middling when it came out? Um, it did, it did quite well, I wouldn't say middling, like, it made, I don't know how much, 600, 700 million? But, like, right. for The Rock, like, it has The Rock and Jason Statham, that's pretty good. Fair, and it does have a built-in fan base there. I'm, yeah, I I look. I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw. Did they leave it open ended enough to do a sequel? Um, I think all of these movies are always open ended enough to do a sequel because otherwise, why would they do? It? There's been nine Fast and Furious movies, and they're so still like, coming. and they're still coming. So well, eight actually. Are they bringing nine and ten out back to back? Um, so you have Hobbs and Shaw there's going to be sequels to that which I think we kind of expected but now the news is that like they told us number 10 was going to be the last Fast and Furious movie which is technically correct but this says there's going to be more spin-offs so they were kind of like it's the last of that series yeah but now we've got all these other spin-offs that we can do like <laughs> yeah they, any, I think they might have lied to us yeah I think pretty much any character in those movies could have their own side series built around them. Like you have the Hobbs and Shaw's being like the odd couple buddy cop fucking uh international cyber crime fighters or whatever they were yeah. in that movie. Would you like to watch uh, Tyrese Gibson get his own spin off? I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh just, it's all, the whole movie is him going no I'm not doing anything crazy I'm sitting here this is ridiculous there's nobody to talk about with it so he doesn't actually move but you could absolutely as well just have um, like you, you just have a, a, a movie series called Tokyo Drift 
and it's just Fast and Furious, but set in Japan. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, I think they kind of tried that already, and they're just they could just go back to Tokyo Drift two, three, four, five, and just keep going. Yeah, and just and and Han is back now. Somehow, let's you know, not talk about it. You know the way I've seen the second half of Tokyo Drift. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> and Jason Statham killed him. He did. That's going to be awkward. Unless <laughs> that's good. Hobbs and Shaw, Tokyo Hobbs Drift mash up. Yeah, they they mesh up together, and Shaw yeah. has to basically come to terms with the fact that he's a bit of an idiot. And got, had I, I'm honestly like, that's my bad. That is my bad that I killed you. But now that we're back, both alive, we can get on the good foot. Yeah, let's just let's just drive fam, you know, la familia, you know, you know, <laughs> la familia. You know. Let's just drift around these problems, man. Let's, why don't we just drift Tokyo, just, drift around them? Just solve all our problems with drift. <laughs> Do you think that? People want more Hobbs and Shaw and more Fast and Furious. They do make a lot of money. They do, and I do think they are these, like... Uh, they're like event films, in a way. That it's just like, oh, let's go see what the new stunt is in Fast and Furious. There was that mm. Super Bowl trailer that they had recently, and that got a whole bunch of traction just for being a car stunt. Um, so I do think there is an audience for them, and as long as they keep making money, even if it's not... You know, the regular crew of Fast and Furious, there'll be some kind of big scale, ridiculous car movie coming out. I just want Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson to get their own series, but they don't commit any massive things because they just, they don't want to be involved in that life. And they just are two very calm guys who are just like, you know what, we don't need to rob the bank. I'll make my money the proper way. I'm going to get a job. I have an interview tomorrow, and then it's like this whole <laughs> preparation deal. What if they became Uber drivers? <laughs> That is 100% going to happen. I'm telling you now, in about 10 years, they're going to reboot Fast and Furious. It'll be Fast and Furious 11. And you'll have to re-team up everyone. Vin Diesel will go around and have to get the crew back together. Yes. And somebody's going to be a taxi driver. Yeah, that's absolutely going to happen. And it'll be Tyrese Gibson. And his character will be a taxi driver and he's just stressed because he just, he's always getting shouted at by everyone because he's the comedy guy. And the whole thing is like, they, they hire him to like, he's the main getaway driver from the bank job or robbing the International Space Station or whatever the fuck they're doing at that point. Yeah, Rob, obviously just rob the International Space Station, you know how it is. But his whole thing is that like, even when he's driving away, he puts the meter on. <laughs> He's turning around to Hobbs. This is going to cost you big time, man. I'm, I, when I'm driving in space, it goes up on the weekends. I'm just telling you. I, yeah, just, the, I just want you to know. This is like outside of the city prices. Come on. <laughs> I got to get back for a tree. I clog off a tree. I got to go home. I have an airport run. <laughs> um, so yeah, they are going to be doing more Hobbs and Shaw and more Fast and Furious spin-offs. I'm very interested to see what what characters get a spin-off. They've already done Hobbs and Shaw, who I would say are the most interesting. I don't think Vinnie Diesel holds up in a spin-off. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, maybe. Tyrese Gibson, no. Ludacris, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think anyone does other than Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, and I think that's... Unless they introduce new characters, I guess. But then oh, you're great. Just, yeah, in. <laughs> the, yeah, then you're just making, like... The next Fast and Furious is just a trailer for the spin-off at that point. 
Oh yeah, that'll be good. That's how you make the most money. That's what people love to see in their media. They do. Um, okay, so Sean, unfortunately, we are going to have to end Movie Mondays this week. Okay, some big thanks news. everyone for listening. No, 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 oh. no. We, I have Zack Snooder news. You forgot about him. I did. I did. You did. Mr. Zack Snyder, his Justice League is coming out this Thursday. It's it's a pretty big deal, Sean. We've been talking yeah. about it for quite a few months. And so in preparation for that, he has released a few teaser trailers. And so last week we discussed Batman and Superman. Um, yeah. Wonder Woman and Aquaman have since had ones, but we're not going to discuss them. They're kind of fine. Um, what we're going to discuss is they released a Dark Side one, they released a Cyborg one, and they released a Flash one, which are kind of three characters that we didn't really see much of in the first Justice League. Sean, I'd like to start with the Dark Side one. What did you think of this teaser trailer? Right, okay, <laughs> for being a like a Dark Side teaser, there's an awful lot of Steppenwolf in there, isn't there? Well, that's because he's the villain of the movie, Sean. That's true, and Darkseid is barely in the movie at all, I would say. But we do get to see him using his lasers. Yeah. About <laughs> those lasers. Are they good? Like... <laughs> well, like, not for the person at the other end. No, not at all. But, like, is that, like, the... The, the comic... Oh, what am I going to say... Do, do, does he have lasers that work exactly like that in the comics, or is that just a Zack Snyder thing? No, that, that's his actual... Um, that's one of Darkseid's powers. Right, and are these what I've heard? Omega beams? Is that it? Yeah, they're the Omega beams, yeah. So right. they follow you anywhere. Through dimensions, through time. They'll just go. They'll just constantly seek out their target. They'll find you eventually. Yeah. that's And even if that eventually is in the sequel film, that will never come. Yeah, I think that's how he's going to write it around it. It's just <laughs> at the end of this movie, they're just released and they're still going out and it's just like, well, we'll never see where it went, unfortunately. I don't know, give me a load of money, Warner Brothers, why not? <laughs> I guess you'll need to give me some more money. The, um, um, so, the, I will say the voice of Darkseid is quite good, whoever does that. Yeah, we, we see the, the voiceover for Darkseid and also we see the first, the big battle. So the first war for Earth. Yes, we kind of, I mean, we have seen that. that. We've seen a little bit of it, but it's all of, like, Earth's heroes come together to defeat him the first time he comes to try and take over the world. Yeah, I think in the first one we saw it when Wonder Woman was, like, explaining the concept of mother boxes. Um, Yeah. She said, like, oh, there's this big battle and we saw the Green Lanterns and all the uh, Amazonians and everything like that. Um, Do you think that will get more play in this film? Like, that will be an actual, like, set piece. I think it'll get probably maybe three minutes more of screen time. Right, like there'll be okay. more shots of the battle. Cause yeah, because in the trail, the first trailer that uh, Zack Snyder put out for this, like set to Hallelujah and everything like that. Do you know there is that shot of Darkseid, just like standing there with like an axe thing in his hands. Yeah, I think that's taken from that battle. Um, yeah. And so that would just be like leftover footage that they cut out with the movie because they didn't want to focus on dark side at all. Um, so I think you're right that it will just be like a few bits that were cut out. It won't be any major part of the film. Um, the CGI, I understand that like this dark side was never really a fully finished character or model and things like that. He doesn't look great, I don't think. 
You don't think so? I thought he looked better than he did in Justice League. I'm. I don't know. There's something about him for me. There's a, a weird uncanniness to it for me. It's um, um, when he's morphing back in was the only part. Um, you know, when when he's like transporting back in, you see like bit by bit he forms. I felt like that was a bit iffy, but I, I'm not fully sure. Yeah, and I mean, look, I I I think we said it not too long ago on the show that there won't be very much dark side in this movie. It'll be the last ten minutes. Yeah, and like, uh, fair enough if he's like the over, overarching villain and he, there's meant to be this whole sense of dread about him. Uh, like we see, I know we're not talking about the one Roman thing, we see she's looking through like the the temple and there's all these paintings and things of Darkseid and it's to get this sense of doom building. But I don't think there's going to be any payoff for any of the Darkseid stuff in this movie. I think what'll happen is the first few minutes, or the first time we see Darkseid, it'll be Wonder Woman explaining that, like, oh, there was this big battle, we all fought him off, kind of thing. The second time we see him will be in the nightmare scene, where um, you even see it in this teaser trailer, you see Superman on his knees, yeah. and Darkseid's arm is on his shoulder, and so that's, I think that'll be Superman succumbing to, like, the anti-life equation, and, like, him winning. And so he defeats Superman and then he takes over the Earth. And actually in this trail you see um, Joker and you also see Deathstroke. And I yeah. think it'll, it'll be a case of... It could be a scenario where either Joker is delighted because the Earth has been t- destroyed and he's very happy. Or you could do an even more interesting thing, which I don't know if they'll do. Whereas Joker and, Dar- and, um, and Deathstroke join with Batman to try and take out Darkseid kind of thing. Like the enemy of my enemy kind of deal. Yeah, like he's like, oh, he's tried to destroy the whole planet and I live, I'm one of the idiots who lives here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want to kill Batman, not Darkseid. Yeah, I, I want to kill Batman, I don't want to kill the world. I I would prefer to have the world and be rich. Yeah, like, I, I, that nightmare sequence as well, that's meant to be like a big portion of this movie. Um, So I suppose... It, and and seeing Batman team up with pretty much, I would say some of his certainly the Joker and uh, Deathstroke as well being like some of his most known villains. That would be cool. But, I, but Deathstroke would never. I don't think Deathstroke would side with Darkseid. Like we've discussed Deathstroke at a Hero or Zero. That man, all he does is he just wants money for assassinating people. So why the fuck would he give a shit if this guy turns up? He's like, I'm destroying the planet. Deathstroke, no matter who he is, would have this weird code of honour that's like, no, I get my money from these people that you're killing, so why w- that affects me? Yeah, that that's how it affects me, not the fact that the <laughs> planet would be gone. Yeah, he also says 100,000 planets he's already destroyed. Um, he's, he's just... Also, by the way, Deathstroke looks really great. What do, you, what do you think of the look of Deathstroke? Deathstroke looks class. Like Yeah. The, I, I, it kind of makes me sad that we're not going to get the Deathstroke in... Ben Affleck's the Batman that was teased to us. Mm. Um, but but, I, think, really but I think he does, like, he looks unreal, and I think this will be a bit of a, cl- a glimpse behind that of what we could have seen. Um, I think I definitely think Zack Snyder will be throwing a bit, a few scenes in here just to make him look good, because he threw him in at the end of the last one with Lex Luthor, so he definitely, he wants him to be involved here somewhere. And I think, even if it's just in a flashback, 
that could still be pretty cool. I did, I just say with the nightmare sequence, I think that's where Joker will pop up. You see Darkseid, how, what it's like if he wins. Yeah. And then we have to go back in time and we have to stop him, basically. So it's, I, I think that's probably the only time we'll see him. Or at the very, very end, it'll be a very Thanos thing where he's like, okay, I'll do it myself. Yeah, and just on the time travel thing, uh, that might be a good time to transition onto the Flash teaser. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Speed Force stuff in that that we just never oh, got before. It, yeah, it's you see him running and like it's it is very cool Flash bits. I will say, like it looks quite good actually and the flash is not the best power of justice league but that does look really good the seeds that we see and um, he does mention the fact that like you make your own future and your past like they're just the same they're both now which i mean we kind of knew it was going to be a speed force but that basically confirms it yeah like and it's interesting how how they play it because it's the the scene of iris west nearly getting killed in a car accident Oh, that's so good. He loses his shoes. The that's, shoes that's disintegrate. Shoes disintegrate like the second he turns. Yeah, that's perfect flash stuff. I was watching it going, that's really good. And then I went, wait. <laughs> Don't trick me like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what, what, that, that one minute we just saw, I feel that could be released as like, uh, if, you know, for the right talented person to make it, if that was like a flash fan film and it was just like a minute long, showing super speed that would take the internet by storm it would be unreal i hope that's carried into the rest of the movie because the flash we got in the original justice league was a weird quippy nightmare (laughs) but i will say even when he's running and that bit when he's like oh i'm running into the future and the past and it's all now you still see the ezra miller run that is just all arms and limbs the kermit the frog run doesn't make any sense it's not aerodynamic Ezra someone he, needs to tell him yeah it, like it doesn't it's it it, it 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 doesn't evoke the idea of oh this is the fastest man <laughs> no also any pickup shots they had to get of Ezra for this bit he's currently fit- filming Fantastic Beast 3 so he's yeah. in London so they had to actually do it over Zoom which ironically is where the Flash Flash uh, recorded all of his bits over Zoom, Sean. Zoom, the Flash boy. <laughs> uh, no, like, the, I, I honestly, out of all of the things we've seen, the Flash stuff interests me the most, I think. What did um, you think of the Cyborg teaser? I'm not mad on it. It mm. seems, I, I, and I know Cyborg is meant to be a bigger player in this cut, and you'd hope so with four hours. Jeez, um, he'd have to be. He was only in it for six minutes in the last one. It, yeah, and it's it's Ray Fisher um, just kind of in a, in a flashback, like thinking about his family, and he's hearing all the things about like people saying, "Oh, you're you're not a monster," and the mother boxes will try to infect you, and everything like this. Um, and then he just says, "I'm not alone," which I and I'm not broken. I'm not broken. I'm not alone. Yeah, and. Which works in terms of setting up a team, but it's weird to me that like, um, the there's there's a whole load of shots for Dark Side. There's a whole load of shots for the Flash teaser and the Batman teaser and the Superman teaser, and then the Ray Fisher teaser is like there's a couple of shots in there. Um, I Same I would football and everything. Yeah, I just I would have liked to see more of what we haven't seen before 
in terms of cyborg i also think the cyborg design i really don't like the look of it the weird jaggedy metal yeah like, I, I i'm not a fan of that no that and in at fair to be fair at the end of justice league he does get like the more classic cyborg look but i just think that like it doesn't fit with the rest of the world when it's on this it looks faker than the smooth metal that cyborg usually is I, I do, what I will say is that a Cyborg teaser alone had more character development than anything we've seen ever from this character in this world. So it's about, in about 40 seconds they gave him more backstory as we see his family and he has to come to terms with the fact, oh I'm half a robot. And then you hear his um, his parents saying like, you're, you are special, you're made of, you're like the best ones and zeros. You're yeah. made of ones and zeros, they say to him, but they're like, you're going to be the best you're gonna you're gonna be the best version of you, no matter what you look like and who do, you are. Do you think it's weird that all of that character development came in a forty second teaser? I think it probably reflects very poorly on the first Justice League. If you could do it in forty seconds, <laughs> you could have just included that somewhere along the line. I would have included that in the first movie, even just yeah. a little bit, because we didn't get fucking nothing from him. He was just kind of sad. Then he decided, "I'm going to be the big hero." <laughs> so, do you think? Um, because apparently this ends on a big cliffhanger. This movie, I think we reported on that. Um, yeah. Wh- what? Do you, where do you think that lies? Do you think it's like setting up to tie into Flashpoint for the next one, or do you think it's a oh a major character just died kind of a deal? I think it's uh well maybe maybe not a major character died because I from everything I've heard in Justice League Two. They were trying to do um, a, like a Legion of Doom super villain team up kind of thing that they were going to have like a lot. Zack Snyder was planning like multiple villains for the next one. Right. So like I think from what I've heard, he was going to do like Black Manta, Ocean Man's Master, Captain Cold, the Riddler, um, right. and like I I think it was going to be like a whole host of stuff and. Um, it starts with I think what was I reading that Riddler solves the anti-life equation before taking his own life, and then Darkseid comes to it comes to Earth in search of the anti-life equation, and then that's how he gets involved with all of these guys, and so you just have like this Darkseid and a whole host of other villains up against the Justice League. Right. Interesting. So you're you're intrigued by this. I, I'm intrigued by that. I'm wondering how that how you set that up. At the end of this one, like, do you have the Riddler scribbling on a blackboard? Um, yeah, I suppose. But now they're doing the Riddler in the Batman, so I don't think they'll be doing the Riddler in this. Yeah. Well, uh, well, they're not now because there's no sequel. True, true. And look, apparently this is coming to Ireland in some kind of streaming capacity. In Um, Now TV, yeah. So we have to watch it. We have to watch it. We like we have to buy that twenty four hour pass. Just to watch this fucking god awful thing. Maybe it's good though, Sean. We're, I don't want to be shitting on it. Maybe this could be good. A lot of people are very excited about this. And I can see why. Because even watching these teasers, I'm kind of sitting here going, fuck, that's a really cool shot where the Flash's shoes disappear. Or like the cyborg teaser, I'm like, oh man, that's that's really cool that like he has a lot of backstory. I feel more emotionally connected to him. You see the Omega beams, you're like, oh shit, this is going to be proper dark side, this is going to be great. I don't want to get myself too pumped up though, Sean, because I feel like we already know what's going to happen. 
yeah, like fundamentally, I think it will still be the same movie. Fair enough if there's some cool, like, oh, very comic booky bits in it. That will be nice to see. Um, I, but I think it's, at the end of the day, it's still going to be the, roughly the same Justice League as we already saw, I think. But I'd love yeah, to be wrong. I- <laughs> we will watch it and we will have to do a review of it because after all these teasers and months of news I feel like at this stage because it's coming out this week I'm just kind of let's get to it I just want to watch it and get it over and done with yeah I think so and we, we definitely will um, I really wish it came out like you know on the 17th because we have that day off because of being Irish <laughs> Yes, that is that is our national privilege. <laughs> that is our national privilege. So we could just take the day off and just sit in bed and watch Justice League. But no, mm. we'll have to do it after work. No, I have to go drinking. And then I have to go after work. <laughs> go on the tear with the lads. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week of Movie Mondays. The, yes, uh, what a very, week. Very packed in terms of teasers this week. A lot, a lot of... As you it said, just so happened. Hype. Like it coincided because the two shows are coming out back to back. Normally we do this like one week and then the next week, but they're just they're coming out one day after another, so they're both like stocked up on teasers. Yeah, and I suppose it's a good thing. As you said, we will be doing our Falcon and the Winter Soldier chats. Um mm. we will also then be doing <sighs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Boom! I'm all I, in! The, <laughs> You're all in already. <laughs> Excellent. I just think, fun. from everything I've seen, Sean, it's going to be really good. Okay, I'll believe you on that one. Yeah. Um, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Please. Perfect. So, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday. Um, Friday with Hero or Zero. And then next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you has to go out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Um, everyone supports us over there. Really helpful to keeping the show going. Um, one of the rewards that you do get for being a patron is a shout out on the show with whatever name you deem to be appropriate. Um, there was a small loophole discovered last week and that you can literally make me say a statement and it sounds like it's true. Um, but I'll just crack on through some of these here. So big thank you. Goes out to Waffles, insert something funny here. Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Snyder cut my hair, Bernie, Raymond, mm. stop, stop, he's already dead, King. <laughs> uh, Roisin, Robbie Williams, a CGI monkey enthusiast, Halley, uh, mm. Ryan, Satron Paint, Evanson, Sean's Fear for a Head, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal, Green, Anna, Hooks for Hands, Helmroos, and Lil Dicky. Got high on THC and felt better on CBD, McGrew. <laughs> <laughs> Dickie's always up there. He always knows. He always knows. And there's there's so many, I, keep, I say it every week, there's so many versions of this Google Doc. And largely the difference between them is little Dickie changing it every couple of days. I, look, you got to admire the consistency. You just have to admire it. It's dedication to... Making me try and slip up. <laughs> making your life worse. <laughs> making my life worse. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that someone's at least thinking about me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, over there as well is all of our Lazarus Pits, which are our movie review show that we do. Um, a whole host of 
bad, good and indifferent movies over there that we talk about if you want to give those a listen. Um, another way to support the show there is our merch shop down below. You can follow us on all the social medias. Um, you can email any questions or queries to heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. But the most uh, valuable way that you can ever help support the show is just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think that's it. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been also Connor Lawler. And we have been both Sean Mean. So we shall see oh. you next week, guys. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.